Just, just silence afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, that, no one can tell the difference between the usual me dropping a joke and you not recording. There's it usually back. at least a bit of silence after you drop a joke, <laughs> and then it. And I believe now we've got a cold open. <laughs> Absolutely, welcome. Just you guys mocking my jokes. <laughs> welcome to Tanked Up. We wouldn't start it any other way. We are a video game and beer podcast. I'm Ben. I'm here with Adol. Oh, hi. Hey, and Lucy. Mark. Oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey. Hi. We're going to drink some beers. We're going to talk about probably some games, I would imagine. It's normally what we talk about if we're not discussing you know, the latest political ongoings in mm. the world. Beers first. Lucy, mm. what are you drinking? I'm going to drink something that's beer and game related in a beer. Oh. Uh, it's that, uh, what's it called? The Beaver Town crossed ah, with Borderlands presents. Found one. The light IPA. Yeah, they were all over. There was plenty of them. I wasn't What's even that? looking for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is it called? A oh, Bandit Brew. And it's got one mm. of the bandits from the game on it. Yeah, the yeah. hit game Borderlands Three. Hopefully. It doesn't taste as bad as the game is. Um, oh. It's 2.8%. Just <laughs> it says, keep your head in the game with this Bandit Brew Light IPA. And that's it. Yeah, I mean, I know they, they said they were going for like a light beer because obviously you can sit there and enjoy it and session it mm, and stuff. Whilst you're playing that's Borderlands, whilst you're listening to Claptrap. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you, if you bought like 20 of them mm. and just did, you know... I'd need a solid like fourteen percent beer what? to get through the memes. I mean, <laughs> I, the problem there is like people do drink beer in the game, and they don't mm. seek out light beers because of their gaming. People yeah. seek out light beers because they want a goddamn light beer. Like it's just a weird like move. Like I don't know what they're trying to pretend. Like, the maybe they're trying to be woke. Like we're not encouraging alcoholism, mm. but we kind of are. This is I, the I feel filthy like it's a weird calculation that doesn't make sense. Smells oh yeah, nice, though. what they are are hey, filthy casuals of the beer world. <laughs> I, yeah, I was just like, I kept that can just so that I could drop it at random points. Absolutely. In the podcast, just bring it into show. What are you drinking this week, dude? Oh, uh, something. Uh, I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm drinking a. That's the wrong trousers. Um, I'm gonna take this, but I forgot which beers were which. I'm drinking a Deep Stars Double IPA India Pale Ale. Well, Double India Pale Ale from Half Acre Beer Company in Chicago. Nice. I can't. That's a little glary, but. The stars is real hard to read. That's why mm. I stumbled. Uh, it has a government warning. It is a double IPA. It's ten percent. Chicago, Illinois is where Half Acre is. Nice. Um, 
And unfortunately, all my we went through a glass purge because we had too many glasses and mugs. <laughs> and the plain pint glasses were thrown out slash donated oh, in favor of the one. random ones. Yeah. But I do have this insanely tall thing. <laughs> so. <laughs> Brilliant. You pull that. Um, I am starting off a little lighter this week. Not quite as light as Lucy. Uh, I've got two beers from Northern Monk. Um, I went into Morrison's because they've got some kind of craft beer month Pit. or something on. Um, oh, like even more than usual. Like yeah, like yeah, yeah. Or... Some kind of event. Who knows? <laughs> it's a supermarket, so I've got no idea. Um, but the first beer I'm going to drink is It's Great Up North, which is an ale. Uh, it's really hard to, to, to read. Um, you can probably just see on the screen that there is this like silver kind of stuff on it um, which kind of looks like I mean it looks like a city is it a city probably but it's great up north unpasteurized and unfined this is a fresh product yeah okay is there any flavor text about the actual beer itself um, oh, so hard to read looks to like school, mm -hmm. no there's no flavour text on this one. But it's that. It's great up north. What is what? It's great up north. It's an ale. It's 4.5%. Does, so it does have text in the pattern, in, in like the design. N well, no. It's like it's like a city. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah, really so hard. You can see like it maybe letters. on the side a little bit better. Yeah, okay. There we go. It's yeah. Bristol. I gotcha. It's not Bristol. <laughs> Yeah, good old northern city Bristol. <laughs> it's north if you're uh, if you live in Bournemouth. Or France. Yes, mm. just yes. You're right. It is north if you're in Bournemouth. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> okay, Lucy, back to you. How is the oh. how is the Beaver Town <laughs> Borderlands beer? It's all right. I don't know if it's because um had a nine percent like imperial stout. Uh, like nice. an hour ago, but it's but it is very light. It, um, the flavour is quite subtle. It smelled nice. It smelled like that, you know, a bit piney, a bit fruity. Getting that in the taste, it's just very hard to distinguish anything beyond that because it's two point eight percent. Yeah, it's pleasant mm. to drink. Hmm, but yeah, it's got a bit of lemoniness to it. It's uh. Body wise, it's not it's not it's not light body. I'd say somewhere between light and medium. So mm -hmm. still getting that. But yeah, they've done a decent job of packing a bit of flavour into you know um, the beer, bit of substance, bit of flavour. Unlike the game, <laughs> I keep hey. crapping on this game even though I'm not I'm not played it. I don't know anything about it. But yes, yeah, oh, I a... thought it was like on Game Pass or something that you tried it out. <laughs> No. I don't think it's quite. I don't think it's quite got to uh, no. the free services yet, has it? Yeah, I'm sure it yeah, will in about nine yeah, months. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Probably. Where's Battleborn? Oh man. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Yeah. For... I don't. I yeah, think Battleborn no longer has servers. I don't Just think gone. You can functionally it... play that. Oh, game. Right. That's interesting. I liked it. Hmm. And then Overwatch came, and people were like, oh. This is a different game, but we're going to pretend it's the same mm. game, and this one does it better. I didn't like either of those games. I, yeah, I, mean, I, I played like three <laughs> rounds of Overwatch, I think. 
That's more uh, than I, I never. I don't. I, I own. Well, I say I own Battleborn. I've definitely got it on Steam. I think because it was for free from something, yeah. but I never oh. played it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but Ooh, this is Battleborn. okay. Bandit Brew. It's yeah. it's better than your. Um, oh, what was it? Was it? Carlsberg and Fallout 4. I think I've still got a bottle over oh, there God. somewhere. That was yeah. bad. But anyway, yeah. It's better than that. Much better. <laughs> nice. Good. Adol. So a high bar. Uh, <laughs> How's the half acre? It's got quite a bit of head. Um, it's quite ambery, actually. Mm. Orangey ambery. I wasn't really expecting that. It's been a while since I've seen an IPA that's sort of got that more deeper red mm. orangey hue. It's, um, oh, it's got a bit of a creaminess in the nose. Um, what is that? It's creamy and sweet. Yeah. Like kind of like a cream skull with a bit of bitterness, maybe some pininess to offset it. So it's not like super cream. Cream skull's a flavor in this country, right? Cream soda. No. I don't know what you're on about. No, that's different. Okay. Well, cream my tasting note's gone to fuck already. <laughs> Someone uh, will understand. Only at the nose. Cream sickle. Like, yeah, a, like a like a big orangey popsicle no, flavor. Uh, oh, okay. Not a, not a big blade that you used to chop yeah. wheat. No, it's That's not cream a creamy colored. sickle. <laughs> also, sickles are are used um, to take herbs and stuff off of trees and plants. Scythes mm. are used to heal wheat. Right. Why do you know that? I mean, it's great why general know, knowledge, but why do you like, know? That? Why, why, why do I know anything? <laughs> I'm just, Honestly, that I know in sickles. Like... So in this case, I know sickles because I read Asterix and Obelix. Right. I, pl- I played the uh, the Asterix and Obelix game. I got um, really and then far. Sites are with death wields. I got to like the penultimate level in that as a kid. Yeah, that Ooh. that dog jumping on the balloons. What was the dog called? Dogmatics. Dogmatics. Oh, is that its actual name? Um, Dead Dogmatic. Snowy. Oh, <laughs> no, that was Tim. My crossing over. <laughs> no, that was Tim. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I got really far in that game. Anyway, slight aside. This does not that taste was a good like 10%. Game. <laughs> oh, it's 10%. Yeah. Jeez. Um, the other one's a stout, so I felt spiritually I should end with it, mm-hmm. right? even though it's much, much A 3% lighter. stout. Like, no, that's a fiver, I think. Okay. Um, a quarter. Five and a half. That's not... Point four does not mean a quarter, Adil. Doesn't matter. I'm jumping the gun. This beer, mm-hmm. um, it's quite tasty. Um, again, it, it, except for a little sweetness remaining after everything else in the aftertaste, couldn't tell. It is smooth. Yeah, that, that creaminess is throughout. Um, I'm getting a hint of. Piney's not the word. Something close to pine, but not quite. Like something herbaceous, I guess, rather than okay. simply pine. But other than that, it's just smooth. Um, a nice steady bitterness throughout. Um, nothing really citrus or tropically. Maybe the bitterness is just actually overtaking a slight mango note. Mm. But that might just be the sweetness and that smooth smoothness going through. It's just sort of, yeah. This, I haven't had an IPA that's this like smooth and creamy tasting. Like it's, um, even though it's as you can see, it's super clear. Uh, it, it just the something about 
the creaminess and the taste just gives you this idea that it's viscous, even though it's not mm. super viscous. Hmm. Um, I will say the bitterness is there, full force, and just lasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, the th- I think, the only thing that betrays that it's got more oomph in it than you might initially expect. Mm-hmm. It's kind of all I have right now. Yeah, it's fair. Honest. It's can't all quite you need. Pick any specific notes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. Um, so the um, it's great up north from Northern Monk. Super, uh, super light in color, but quite murky, really. Um, can't get anything kind of through. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a similar color to yours, Luce. Mm. Um, oh, it's similar color. It's the same class. Yes. 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 Um, that that head has stuck around as well. It's very very mm. frothy. Super carbonated um, on the mouthfeel as well. That carbonation kind of almost gives you an instant sort of bitterness, which lasts. Um, it's nice that a four and a half percent beer has got a bit of a bitterness to it. You know, it's not too big. It's not kind of dominating. Um, as it as it sits for a couple of seconds, this citrus note, which is heavy on the nose, the citrus note cuts through that bitterness. But that's about all it does. Mm. It's a bit mm. carbonated, a little bit bitter. Citrus kicks in, and then it all sort of just fades out together. Really, uh, towards the back end, there's maybe a little bit of a little bit of a piney note towards the end. But mm. I think that's just the citrus and the bitterness kind of balancing each other out. And sort of presenting kind of you know almost like a unified flavor, which which is a, a kind of a piney sort of flavor. It's almost a little bit like um, hanging car air freshener type things. You know, it's like, got a little like, bit like yeah. Artificially piney. Yeah, there's it's it's almost uh, edging on kind of that that citrus with that piney kind of almost edging on a little bit of a a, a not quite floral, but a bit more like perfumey kind of floral. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, a little bit more, even though it's only four and a half percent, a little bit more of an alcoholy kind of perfume. But I think that is just that combination of citrus and bitterness, kind of just balancing through and, mm. and pushing forward like that. It's a, it's a bit. I mean, I say citrus. It's it's very lemony. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting mostly. And as I say, that's kind of that's it really. That's all the mm. flavors kind of doing. I mean, it's pleasant enough. It was only a couple of quid. You can't really go wrong, I suppose. Sometimes um, you don't need a full taste adventure. Sometimes if it's done well, you only need a couple. Mm. Yeah, taste. yeah. And it's it's um, you know four forty mil can, so yeah, very very pleasant, very easy. So one pint. Drink that up. Mm. So let's talk about some stuff this week. Oh. Move on from the beers that we're drinking. Uh, can I kick off? Yeah, of course. Because okay. I've played I played a game called NeoCab, in which oh, I've written a review yes. of for the site, okay. and I I played it because I was intrigued. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to know kind of what it was about. I'd seen a few write ups of it, and I okay, this definitely mm-hmm. sounds like you know it sounds like my kind of game. A ben game, uh, yeah. A Ben game. It's only very short. It was only about three and a bit hours long, maybe. Mm. Um, yeah, has some good replayability. Um, you're a a, a a future. I say futuristic. It's set in a, It's a cyberpunk setting. So you're someone in the not too distant future. Uh, a girl called Lena, who is driving her cab around, and she moves city to go and reconnect with her friend. Mm. Uh, you know, like packs up her life and goes. Yep, I'm just going to go down to this city instead. And 
uh, when she gets there, it is this kind of I don't know whether it's like Los Angeles or San Francisco, mm-hmm. uh, it's but it's, it's sort of a West Always Coast Vegas, American kind of yeah. And she Los drives o- through Ojos, isn't it? Oh yeah, Ojos. Yeah, there's no um, there's no um, voice acting in this, so you kind of just pick up everything from uh, from text. So yes, if we <laughs> we can say Los Ojos. Or oh, come on, Ojo's. Or, yeah, Ojo's. Well, to be mate. fair, I mean, a- it's not Los Angeles; it's Los Angeles. So yeah. I guess it would be Los Ojo's. Ojo's. I've I've forgotten oh, Capra. So you you move into the city that is kind of dominated by this big corporation called Capra, and mm. uh, you are kind Uber. of <laughs> yeah, you are one of the last um, cab Star drivers, Riders. basically. <laughs> Or human cab drivers. A lot of the cabs are um, self-driving automated cars, all owned by Capra. And it kind of unfolds into this, you know, into this cyberpunk style tale, bit detective sort of tale. There's a, a, a disappearance of your friend, and the story kind of unfolds from there. Um, and I think that's the story that's told is kind of the weaker point of the game. Like it looks beautiful. It's got this lovely lo-fi soundtrack to it. As a package, it's really good. Mm. And the thing that interested me the most was the interactions and the conversations between the between Lena and her passengers. Um, mm. There's a bit of a twist on this in that at the beginning, when you get to the city, her friend gives her a bracelet, uh, which is called a feel grid bracelet. And essentially, it's like a game mechanic that uh, shows you your mood. And it's on um, sort of a, I don't know, it's on a circle and it goes from red to, which is angry, uh, blue, which is sad, green, which is chilled, and yellow, which is happy. And, you know, the colours kind of all rotate around and there's three levels of colours. So you can see whether you're super, like, intensely happy or intensely angry to just a little bit kind of peeved or, you know, slightly chilled type thing. Um, And this understanding what mood you're in or at least being having an indication of what mood you're in uh, either helps you in conversation or hampers you a little bit yeah. so it can lock you out of saying certain things so if you have had a thought or a reaction to something that someone has said and you've become angry it might present you with three options to respond to them to and one might be locked out because you can't you don't want to say that if you're feeling angry. You don't want to just kind of like concede the point that they've made if you're angry. You right. kind of want to debate back and stuff. And it's a it's a, an interesting way to take this. Like you're not. I, I wasn't putting my perspective onto these characters. I was kind of having to feel what Lena was feeling yeah. and understanding and getting yeah exactly and getting a little bit of her backstory. And playing the game as her, obviously there's a little bit of agency for me in there. Like I can kind of take things one way or another. They're, they're, I don't think at any point I was cut out. I had, you know, I don't think I was led to make one specific choice over, say, being locked out and there being three choices. So I think I was locked mm-hmm. out of one, maybe. Uh, there may have been a couple of times when I had to, uh, but none that sort of stick out in, in memory. Uh, but it's just super interesting having all of these well-written, believable characters. And me having to kind of role play as Lena and get through these conversations. And some of the time, these conversations are kind of leading you to uncover a little bit about where your friend may be. You know, have has that sort of mm-hmm. detective kind of investigative element to it. But it's more kind of like the random ones. You know, being, being a cab driver, you can pick who you're going to go and pick up. 
and you go, well, this, this the picture of this guy, the portrait of this guy looks super interesting, and his mm. comment underneath his name, like his profile tag, is something really random. I'm going to go and pick him up. Yeah. And, I, I mean, one guy just wanted to be taken to a subway station, and so, like, her first thought was, why are you taking a cab if you're going to, to this specific subway station rather than getting, you know, the subway there? And you find out that it's, like, from his conversation, that it's a disused one, and he's off to... Um, worship this giant worm that, or some kind of snake serpent thing, I think it's a worm, that basically just lives under the city and he believes it's going to come out and devour everybody and I was like, this is this is brilliant like just a random thing, like I could have completely missed that interaction and never spoken to that character at all and there are lots of little portraits on the map that I haven't spoken to um, and it's really interesting to think what difference could I have had like, could I have spoken to a different set of people? My mood have been completely different when you go into the, like the final part of the game, where you're using your mood and the responses to elicit a a certain reaction from somebody. Um, you know, everything kind of built up towards sort of that point. You know, teaching you kind of that thing, and that was like almost. It felt like it was the only point where my choices actually kind of made much of a difference. Um, which was fine because it was just fun to play through these other, uh, you know, having these interactions with these other characters. And I almost feel like I wanted to, I, I kind of went, oh, I'll do a bit of story now. And maybe that story element is quite short and it's just sort of peppered with lots of random, you know, you have to do three rides a day to mm. hit your quota. So you've got to have some interactions with people. Uh, and I almost feel like I wanted that bit to be a bit more, you know, it could have been, I'd have been happy if it was five rides a day with people. Or right, if I could have... That's the content that was like more gripping. Which was more gripping, absolutely. And I wanted to learn more about the city and the society, the culture kind of around that and who was inhabiting the place and stuff. So. You wanted the We Live in a Society game? <laughs> yes, that is what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been super intrigued Sorry, I'm by just this. just a bit of a joke. Because... Um, it's like on Apple Arcade, and I wanted to play it on there. Um, mm. But yeah, there was a game called um, Night Call, and that was a similar conceit. Like you're basically a cab driver, and you wanted to solve a mystery about a like murderer, um, right? Or like some serial killer or something like that. Um, I started playing that, and I was like, okay, the central mystery is like okay, you know copycat killers, serial killers it's like, you know, surface level interesting, but it was the encounters that it was like mm. I just didn't get along with the writing um, mm. and like it, yeah the, I wasn't too engrossed in like, you know the one-to-one -one conversations with his passengers I, was, I, I didn't continue playing it, which is a shame But um, yeah. so this one, I mean, it's very similar in conceit and stuff like that it's, you know, um, we drive around picking up fares and stuff like that, and you know, a narrative experience. But um, I have read that, and hearing from you, Ben, which is encouraging that it is, you know, the the writing, the dialogue is very good, yeah. and even if the overall mystery surrounding it isn't the best part of the game or the overall draw, um, just those one-on-one -on -one encounters is what I want to get into the game for. That sounds really mm. interesting. So. I'm yeah. even more pumped to play it. 
Nice, nice. And I, I, I did, and there's a couple of um, recognisable names like Leah Alexander mm. and a few other people who were writers on this game. And okay. it's, it's from someone called Chance Agency and it's their first game. So mm-hmm. I wonder whether they've gone out and they've got, you know, like hand picked a bunch of writers to come in and create this very. Um, you know this 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 well thought out kind of narrative, yeah. um, and to have those kinds of conversations, because um, a game like yeah. this lives and dies by its narrative. So yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, completely. It, it, I mean, it's super. It really helps that you have this kind of you know this very cool, uh, very cool soundtrack to it as well, and the aesthetic, the animation is really nice. It's it's it's, it's quite sort of simple in what it does, but it mm. works really well. Uh, as as kind of like a whole presentation for this experience. Yeah, um, that, that neon futuristic look that's striking. Yeah, and oh, I I, I kind of cyberpunk people. Yeah, touch. yeah, and occasionally you meet sort of you know yeah someone in like full body gear. You know everything is like a digital suit, and they've got their big heads up display in front of them and stuff. And then other people, it was a, a girl. I only encountered her once, but it was in like a mech suit. And you know you find out that that. Well, I, I, I won't, I won't spoil it, but it, it's kind of just like the, the, the kind of the array of people that you meet is, it's like super, it's really vast. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of, you know, it just keeps you intrigued. Uh, and there were definitely points where I'm like, oh, I've, I've given this person a ride a couple of times now, and I'm invested in kind of their story and what they're doing, and so I'm going to go and pick that person up. Um, right. And it led me along quite well in that sense. That actually, I think I must have only interacted with s- f- six or seven passengers, maybe. Um, but I mean, there must have been maybe I don't know twelve or so, you know, to choose from. I probably only interacted with half of the people, and occasionally, and some of those were only on a on a one time basis. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it, it kind of just shows you how well kind of the, the the writing is that I wanted to pick the same people up. I wanted to continue their story and wanted to know about kind of what they were doing. Um, and I almost started another game sort of straight away. Mm. But there's another game which has taken up almost all of my time this week. Oh. Which is Mario Kart Tour, mate. Oh, On my man, phone. really? I've... I played the first race of that game. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting to hear about a good game. And I was <laughs> fucking awful at it. I couldn't quite get my brain to like the way it worked with the turning and drifting being the mm. same basic thing. And then I said, fuck this. And but <laughs> I do have friends in Calgary who play on it, like like compete on like they're all enjoying it. And they're yeah. on a bit of a leaderboard. I should hook you guys up so you can see if you're better than them slash have some competitions. Yeah. Absolutely. I've got a couple of friends playing it as well, so oh my I can God. see. And, I... Um, <laughs> just, just before you continue, I'm just going to say that the only good Mario Kart is Super Mario Kart and the rest are terrible. <laughs> so I'm just going to be like That's fair, man. out of this conversation. Well, it's 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 one of those where it's you know it's optimized quite well for being on a mobile. Once you can understand uh, like the, the turning and yeah, the drifting and stuff, it. it does it does come quite easily. And I find I'm you know switching up between jumps and and yeah. turning around corners and things. Up. Yeah, and it, it I don't know. It, Nintendo just seems to be on this very good um, mobile games ride currently. 
Really? You know, Fire Emblem. Everyone what was it called? Fire Emblem. Bad. I Heroes or something like that. Played that for like less that. than a week, off and on. I found it too repetitive and like. It was repetitive, um, yeah. But it was like it was just. You could easily saw the like mobile game loops, and it didn't really differentiate from other hero games except for the strategy maps were mildly interesting until you yeah. played four of them. Yeah, exactly. And I think I, I was I was similar. I kind of played for a week and, and put it down, but it shows you know something kind of good and gives you a little bit of that kind of tactical kind of grid based action that you know is a kind of mobile game. I haven't seen any other examples of that yeah. aren't kind of full of transactions Faff. and stuff like this and faff and and things and um, I know I played a bunch of them because I like the tactical mm. thing. Right? What was the was it Doctor Mario that came out and was yeah, like full of that. yeah people really really didn't like it. Nintendo's mobile offerings have been no good. But they seem to be churning them out. Yeah, but nobody likes them. <laughs> no, genuinely. Nobody accepts <laughs> you. Not yet. Hey, Ben? Yeah. Lucy's calling you a fucking nobody. <laughs> you hear that? This was happening. Aww. I think it's for those people who don't have, like, switches and just fil- filthy casuals and they, like, like their mobile games. Someone, well, yeah. Yeah. There's someone who's yeah, got yeah, Apple Arcade yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Ben. But, yeah, it just, I mean, it, it seems to be, you know, oh, the the... The races are only two laps. It's not long to play a race. Mm-hmm. I can sit there and and go, okay, I've got the washing up to do. Mm. Let's start the tap running, and I can play a race whilst the mm. bowl is filling up. It's got so... to be something better to do, like stare at the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even played this game. But <laughs> I just know yeah, I don't like. So far, you've shat on like. <laughs> Everything. I'm in that kind of mood. Played. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I mean, it, it's 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 worth kind of uh, picking it up. It starts off, you know, it does allow you to kind of ease yourself in. You know, you've got to you've got to gain a certain amount of stars to get a set or gain a certain amount of points on a race to gain a certain amount of stars, and unlocking more stars unlocks later tours, um, and it kind of eases you in. By giving you sort of lower scores to get in those initial initial races, and then starts to ramp it up quite a lot towards sort of the back end. I only picked it up about a week ago, I think, um, and so I only played a week of the of that tour. Mm-hmm. It's then changed, right. so I can no longer play any of those um, any of those races. specific grouped uh, levels. Now I'm playing a, a different tour. It's introduced different drivers, different cars, and car or different carts. And well, so you don't hold on to your cars. No, you do. Drivers, you you I mean. do. You hold on to your drivers. It's just there was only I don't know fifteen to choose from on the first tour. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's thrown in like another ten, so there's twenty five to choose from. Mm, uh, and so you people. do hold on to everything, kind of mm. between each each tour, and everything kind of levels up. So in a in a way that you start off with more points before you've even started driving. Um, so it kind of it does allow you to sort of you know pick at least if you've unlocked them to kind of pick a uh, someone that you like and it does have that same element that, that Mario Kart has where you know uh, Bowser is a slightly different level of control yeah, yeah, like as Toad yeah so yeah. you get someone like Toad or Toadette and you can very quickly get round the corners 
Whereas Bowser is just a bit more, he'll push people out of the way, and that's about it, really. Oh, sure. heft. Is it only the Mushroom Kingdom characters in Mario Kart? No. Uh, ooh. A deal. I mean, you you played more Mario Karts than anybody here, probably. No, there's there's um, the... no. It yeah, is I mean, just Mario. Yeah, it's, no, it's Mario characters. It's just yeah, Mario characters, much yeah. as the Mushroom yeah. Kingdom. So okay. I didn't quite get what you meant by Mushroom Kingdom. And technically, how do you? That's a well, like, common term. <laughs> Are Koopas part of the Mushroom Kingdom? Yes, conquerors because of the Mushroom no, Kingdom. because they're part of the Mushroom... Like, so, the Mario universe. Yeah, the Mario universe. Yeah, yeah, the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, so it started off like, I've got... Um, this is I've common nomenclature. <laughs> you know. I'm uncommon. Ben's rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. purple. I'm just a dirty blue, green? It does have, it does have some characters I don't know. So, like, Bowser's kids, oh. uh, Iggy, Morton, <laughs> yeah, Lenny, yeah, Bowser's kids? Roy. Yeah, it's... it's Roy. Uh, Bowser's kid, Roy. Roy. Yeah, yeah. John, Ringo. Uh, and it's got Dry Bones. Paul. It has got Dry Bones, it's got Shy Guy, it's got Koop Trooper, uh, yeah, some of the baby Kingdom. versions. Mm-hmm. You know who it doesn't have? Who? Goomba. Luigi. What? No, Luigi. Luigi. You're joking. No. You're joking. No. They're saving it for the hit title. It's got got Paulina. It's got bloody uh, baby Rosalina and Rosalina, but no uh, No, no Luigi. Yeah, how how does it have all of those and not... It's even got... It's even got... You could even drive as... Oh, no, you're not going to see. Lakitu. I mean, you just... Lakitu? Yeah. Those horrible things. Um, I'm I'm looking. So what's it called? Mario Kart. Mario Kart Tour. How is Tour the roster? How it's even got what is this fucking thing? Dry Bowser, mate. Dry, dry Bones, Bones Bowser. Dry. Uh, oh yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, and then uh, obviously they've Bowser got everyone except Luigi. That's awful. It has got Donkey Kong, and Diddy. How is Luigi not Whoa. in the game? I, I, baby Mario, Baby Peach. Booze, probably. Really? You're right. No it, booze. It has a Wario. It has Wario, yeah. It has Metal Mario and Metal Mario. Mario. Yep. And, and Mario Hakama. He deserves... You know what? It's because Luigi deserves better. And he's... Oh, I see. Luigi, Waluigi, King Boo, Baby Lu- Luigi, and Shy Guy wearing a chef outfit are confirmed but not currently playable. <laughs> oh. How did they not have Luigi as, like, a starting character? Oh, I know. I'm boycotting this game, and by that I mean I'm already bored with this game and will probably never play it again. I have never downloaded it and never will. Well, my phone's also like is just not lasting. Ah, so it's on day, Android so. as well. Was it one of those staggered mm-hmm. releases, iOS first, or, or was it just on? I don't think so. Once? No, I don't think so. Because right. they did yeah. that with like some of the like Mario Run and something like that, um, where it was iOS first. So that's good. Put the crap on everything all at once. <laughs> Getting those little microtransactions, yeah. get people paying for those little yep. gems so and coins it. and shit. Yeah, it's probably on Windows Phone as well. Ooh, I, <laughs> I doubt that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think anyone has a Windows Phone. Uh, they don't oh. make them anymore, and they're not and supported, Zune. so I think you might be right. <laughs> Zooms, <laughs> mate. Oh, man, How do Zooms come up in our conversations <laughs> so often? Because they're a fucking tech punching bag <laughs> and have been for the better part of a decade 
Imagine if you had a Windows phone, the only way you could search anything was via Bing. <laughs> you'd get loads of points yeah, for Yeah, you'd be a millionaire Bing, by Bing now. Bing with Mobile Edge browser. <laughs> oh no. You'd be a millionaire by now for those points, but yeah. You'd cry every day. No. That's it, you can't cash them in, you can only own all the games. That's it. All the mobile games on Windows phones. Yeah, you can buy like an Argos voucher and buy a Switch code. <laughs> that's good. Sell that on G2A. <laughs> we don't talk of them. Right, these parts. Oh, about, uh, CD keys then. That's fair. CD good keys. Old yeah. Gray market gaming economies. <laughs> that's my topic for the day. <laughs> oh, wonderful. CD keys isn't really grey market though, is it? No, no CD fine. keys isn't. It's just um, they it's buy just the storefront. Sell mm-hmm. yeah. They're all on the board keys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Never had an issue with them. They're very. I good. did find I did find a site called Electronic First, which is where I picked up my um, Days of Play year subscription for for PS Plus for mm. like thirty five pounds like last month because they'd clearly just brought thousands. Oh, Days of Play is like that. Uh, 10 or 12 day sale period that, that PlayStation have over the summer mm. where they might release a special console or a special controller and just uh, even at retail and digitally they reduce the price of a lot of their games oh, okay. um, you know Days Gone probably had about £3.50 off um, God of War was maybe like 20 quid I thought you were going to say Days Gone was £3.50 and I would have said that's still too much to pay <laughs> Mate, that's got to be that's got to be PS Plus before the year's out. <laughs> you remember that game? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So yes, um, electronic first, and I've found that they're a couple of quid cheaper than CD keys. So there's a little tip for anyone who wants to save a couple of pound mm. here or there. So yeah, uh, shop around. Let's do that. <laughs> I want the corporations not to suffer. But with all their tax breaks. Mm, yes, and the UK tax breaks as well. Hey, uh-huh. Sony and Sega, Japanese yeah. companies. So, I mean, that that is a topic all in itself, isn't it, really? Uh, but, oh, yeah. I was seeing if you wanted to segue into that as a topic, or just move on, because it's boring as all fuck. <laughs> pay your oh, tax. Tidy little oh, I don't segue want to pay my segue. Yes. Um, I'm going to open another beer. Yeah, um, it. It's great. Up north went down very, very quickly. Mm. I will say one more thing about this beer, which is it's creamy, and I, I think it's that herbaceousness. I think is a bit resiny, not piney. Mm. The resin. Okay. It's herbosity, a word. Uh, herbalicious. Herbalicious. I don't remember the rest of the Fergalicious song. I was going to go into it. I'm like, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I just know that she says Fergalicious. And then that guy talks a lot. Sorry, raps a lot. I think that might have been culturally insensitive, but didn't mean to be. He speaks fast in rhyme. Yes. Um, right, who's going first? Lucy, we started with you, didn't you? Didn't we? What yeah. have you cracked open? I've cracked open a beer. Naturally. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you go first. <laughs> Uh, Adol, <laughs> what are you Christ opened? on a fucking bucket, people. <laughs> I'm having Christ on a bucket. No, I'm not. I'm having something from up your I'd way. I'd love it for me. It's cool. <laughs> I'm having a dig. Ain't much happening in the West Midlands. 
5.4% stout from Dick Brewery. Nice. Uh, it contains gluten, but it is vegan, and the can is recyclable. Always good. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it's real hard to read the... Hey, not much happening in the West Midlands title on the actual can. That's on That's on the front? Yeah, that's that's the front. Wow, that is really hard to read. But luckily... In Gothic script and only slightly easier to read. Yeah, they're like mm. a Gothic script. Is the title. I think they do NME. Very good. Yeah. Does that say enemy? It does. No, oh, it says. N9. It says Dick Brew Company 9. Is it a collaboration? No, no. The command machine. It's alright, yeah, yeah. 9, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. There um, we go. Anyway. Good. Uh, no flavor text. Um, I kind of miss reading ah. flavor text. What happened? <laughs> what I miss? <laughs> Lucy's oh, I Lucy's errant paw that kind oh. of possibly went everywhere. <laughs> just oh, did just I miss her face. Spill? Her face as she realizes it's about to just destroy everything in its path. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sad I missed that. I was busy pouring. Watch it on the archive. <laughs> <turn> to pour. <laughs> Luckily, this is on it's YouTube. So one. you can go to youtube.com slash out of lives. No, it's lots of numbers and letters. Fuck. Oh, we haven't, we haven't reserved a name. I'll fix that as mm -hmm. Mr. Tech. Uh, go to YouTube, look up Out of Lives Network, and then find this episode and watch Lucy's Terrible Pour. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no um, shit. Uh, my pour wasn't great because you guys started laughing and I was like, wait, what's going on? I have a bit extra head, but... Whoa, shit! Sorry, p hold that up to the camera, Lucy. This. Yeah. yeah, that half head, half beer. Usually what? I'm the, the asshole who does that, so I'm just happy it's not me. What is it, Lucy? It, okay, it's... I can see now. Um, it's called Double Triangles. It's a dipper from Garage Brew Co., I've been wanting to have a beer from Garage for a long time. Um, it's got these l little beetles on it. I don't know why. Um, let's have a look. It says, it's a double IPA using Coastal Haze Ale blend yeast to highlight mosaic and brute hops. No, brew dash one hops, sorry. Mm. Um, yeah, it's got mosaic, brew one. That's all I can see, really. Yeah, um, I love garage beer, so mm. really, really excited to have this. Every nice. beer Ben has on the podcast is a garage beer. They and my garage beer, garage mate, mm. UK garage beer this garage. week mm. is another Northern Monk, at newer World IPA, seven point four percent. So I'm assuming it's very similar to a New World IPA, one of the best supermarket beers you can get. But just a little bit bigger. Um, newer World India Pale Ale. A bigger, juicier take on our New World IPA with oats to accentuate mouthfeel and the finest tropical and piney US hops. Uh, doesn't tell me what those hops... Oh, it does. There they are. Mosaic, Simcoe, Centennial and Chinook. Uh, it also has malted barley, oats, hops and yeast. Mmm, yeast. Yeah, I just I just inhaled like some of the head on this and it just had yeast. <laughs> <to me out. laughs> 
Who are we going? Who's back? Where are we? Who are we going back to first? <laughs> Lucy, what should be like? Uh, I don't know. It's very pretty. Um, have you supped it yet, or have you just inhaled no, head? I'm just, I'm just, in- oh, oh, oh. <laughs> just inhaled it. Trying to earn that goddamn explicit tag. But, but it smells. <laughs> it smells beautiful. It smells of mango. Just pure mango puree. It smells of. Yeah. It's got like a mangoey color as well. Mm. Mm. Slightly orange, more orange from this side. Uh, very hazy. It's a little light bleed at the bottom, but yeah, mostly just hazy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's great. Definitely getting like those mango flavors immediately. Very fruity, very juicy, very tropical. It's quite light. You couldn't tell it's a dipper. What was the? I don't think I said the percentage, did I? Uh, it's 8.3%. Um, yeah, I can't tell that at all. It's so light, like light-bodied. Not too malty. Not too heavy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'll finish this almost immediately. Uh, it's got a nice bit of bitterness and pininess on the end. It's just perfectly balanced. It's... Ooh. Ooh, this is so good. It's like a... tastes like... I haven't had one of these in like about 10 years. It reminds me of Solero. That ice yeah. lolly. The flavour on that. Mm. It's got a like, slightly creamy texture to it as well. Oh, that's very good. That's very good. Nice. I'm just going to down it. <laughs> <laughs> and dance. So just dance the rest yeah. of the episode yeah. and down. Down your beer. Uh, Adol, we'll come back to you. Alright. So, uh, it's been a while. Um, you can see the head is actually still like in the middle that's quite yeah stuck around quite thick head yeah yeah mm. um oh it's got nice roasted really light actually quite light but roasted um notes definitely smells like a stout but again it's sort of i was actually expecting something a little more strong so it's just a generally light nose but the nose yeah. itself is very stouty it's got some roasted notes um nothing too burnt Little sweetness, um, but again, kind of understated for a stout. So, so the notes are there, and what's there is a good solid stout balance. But the whole thing is like a step back from what I would have expected. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. uh, it tastes like a good stout. I think it's, I'm probably being betrayed by the ten percent beer I had before. Mm. It feels a little watery. Um, but it does have that thickness, that creaminess, that viscosity that we've talked time and time again about what we like in a stout. Yeah. Um, not too bitter. Again, it's kind of... Um, it's actually a little watery. Yeah. Especially in the finish of the mouthfeel. I think that's get, get making me feel like it's lighter. So even though it's got this viscosity, it kind of ends quite light and um doesn't dry you out uh again re- it's it's just sort of a lighter taste than i was expect- expecting um might be because of the stronger beer beforehand so i might mm-hmm. change my tune in a little bit but yeah yeah fair it's a really good example of a stout um so you've got roasted but not burnt not a strong to- coffee or to- toffee again it's just sort of Kind of like what you were saying on your last beer, Ben. It's like a... 
very simple single double note mm. interaction. Still a good example of a stout, but yeah. there's not like a huge variety of tastes going on that you have to discern. It's kind of just like this is a solid stouty taste. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a little roasted but not burnt uh, and everything, and it's just a, more understood than I thought. But yeah, quite quite good. Was it um, was it a smaller can? Was it three thirty mil? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a wee one. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I've not, I've not seen any dig in uh, smaller cans so mm. far. Yeah, there were a couple. Four forties. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's, it's kind of actually odd now seeing the usual suspects in the small can. You're like, but I thought you all now that it's cheaper and affordable to make this, mm. that you just all went to this. But no. Um, yeah. Again, uh, nice and straightforward. Really. It's quite tasty, but um, not a lot more to say. Uh, I will report back if things change. Nice. Fair enough. How about you? Um, the Newer World IPA. Um, I mean, it is It is a... Uh, it, it's super similar to a New World IPA. Uh, it would have been interesting to have had them kind of side by side or at least the, the the new world first and then followed up by this uh, it does have a very similar kind of profile to it i think the oats are just giving it a bit more of a thicker kind of mouth feel uh it's a little viscous doesn't quite edge on you know when you have that viscosity with a little bit of a, a resinous kind of nature it's a little bit sort of slick doesn't have that it just feels a little bit thicker um, you know, a little bit sort of orange in colour. Mm-hmm. Again, the head is is stuck around as with the last Northern Monk beer. Um, and it's it's doing a very similar thing to the it's great up north. In that I'm I'm having it. it's not quite as carbonated as the last beer, but as soon as I sip it, the bitterness is you you know that the bitterness is there. But I'm getting a few tropical fruits, not a huge amount, maybe a little bit of orange. Something else in there as well. But kind of orange is maybe the the the, the flavour that sort of that, that pushes, and then that bitterness again comes back in and kind of rides you out to give you another sort of slightly piney finish to it. Um, I don't know if this is if this is much bigger than New World IPA, hmm. um, but without having them next to each other again, it's hard to judge. And I'm just going off of how I feel about that beer and. Um, you know when I drank it and my perception of what that is now, so it's hard to to actually kind of compare. Um, it does say a bigger, juicier take. I mean, I wouldn't say it's maybe I wouldn't say it's any juicier, mm-hmm. but it is bigger. It does have a bigger flavour, and I think that's right. just because the uh, everything is maybe just dialed up a little bit. Um, uh, with the oats in there as well, it kind of lifts that that texture, which maybe makes everything kind of stick around a little bit longer as well. Um, I'm still getting now that bitterness and the the sort of the the citrusy orange is kind of still there. Uh, so the the, the flavour definitely is definitely bigger, but yeah, I don't know what the juicier is is a. Appropriate. It's kind of appropriate, exactly. Um, it was, I think, it was about three quid. It's seven point four percent, and it's a four forty mil can. Mm-hmm. So, if you're this looking is the at the value pay- right there, I mean, so New World IPA for a four pack is six forty, 
I think. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, and it they're really 330ml cans. So, yep. you know, you're kind of you're kind of juggling. Three cans would be nine quid, which is probably similar, mm. equates roughly to the cans. same. Yeah, like, yeah, I probably couldn't great. fucking juggle one, mate. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's good. I'm not sure whether I would pick this over just grabbing a four-pack of yeah. New World IPA. Uh, knowing so I was it's just different, but not sufficiently. Grand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, no, and not fair. not massively, not really noticeable. I mean, yeah, and new, uh, yeah, new world IPA is a great introduction supermarket beer, which yeah, uh, I mean, which the fact stands that it's up in supermarkets is amazing. To be honest, yeah, to me. absolutely, and newer world I think maybe does things a little bit more, has a little bit of a bigger flavour. Uh, I don't know if it's sticking around or whether it's just part of this thing that thing. Morrison's have on. Um, craft beer year, Party. week, month, I don't know. Uh, yeah, just time. Craft beer time <laughs> in Morrison's. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see if it does stick around. Obviously, with Tesco's massively kind of upping the things that they have in their, their stores and, and rotating things in and out. It's probably... Um, you know, this sat next to New World IPA would be a good addition, just sat on the shelf to pick up. And if I thought to myself, oh, okay, I'm hanging out with some friends this weekend, I'll grab a four-pack of New World IPA to take with me. I'll grab two of these as well, right. just to have tonight or tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm not bored of your conversation. <laughs> I'm just very tired, but yeah. Yeah, That's I'll, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll look out for that one. Yeah. If I, oh yeah, because I, I they're Morrison's only, though. aren't they? Uh, yeah. The funny thing about my Tesco is that there's less beers in there every time I go there. It's I the Tesco <laughs> Express near my house is <laughs> the one that the riots happened about because it was the first non-independent store on Stokescroft yeah. Road in ages. Um, what kind of riots? They don't. So they didn't get like any like... licensing. So they have to close at seven every day of the week, and they don't serve alcohol. Oh, that sucks. Do they not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there was it was so much Ferrar that they um, couldn't get any of the standard licensing. We yeah. say uh, yeah, we we say rioting. I mean, people took armchairs and just sat in the entrance so people yeah. couldn't go in. Because yeah. I was thinking, uh, yeah, I was like, they smashed some windows. Uh, yeah, they smashed some windows. Yeah, smashing yeah. windows is. And then people kind of reasonably riot adjacent. Lots of people kind of yeah. just danced. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's Bristol riots, right? Yeah, it's yeah. hippie riots. Not a real city's they riots. Made daisy <laughs> chains. Yeah, because when you were talking about riots, I was like, just thought about the riots that happened in Birmingham all that time. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite. <laughs> I think there was probably so. there was probably a lot more <laughs> a lot more ketamine here during the Bristol riots than mm. maybe you know people just sort of stood on the side of the street like. <laughs> anyway, let's move on as we drink our beers. Lucy, <laughs> yes, hello. what do you want to talk about this week? Uh, I finished Gears Five. Oh, oh yeah, I think I like nice. Gears Four more. Just for like the set pieces and stuff like that, and like the more bombastic, they added more weapons to Gears Five and like different enemy varieties. Like a lot of um, you know, the enemies and weapons in Gears Four uh, were in Gears Five, so it ca- they carried over. Like there's right new additions like the um, grenade launcher lancer. 
which is mm. very fun. But um, yeah, like like stuff like the buzzsaw and stuff like that in Gears Four that they carried over, and it's like yeah, this is just adding to what's already something very good. Um, it was nice to see them like try and deviate and try and make that kind of semi-open world thing. And I, I know a lot of people have criticised it because it's like, yeah, there's not really much there. It's quite empty. Um, you're literally just travelling from place to place in this open world, even though going on this skiff, it, it feels nice to control, but after a while it is just like, okay, we're just getting back on this thing and going to the next like hub. Is it um, a bit kind of God of War-y where yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, you can pick kind of, you know, it is open world and you mm -hmm. can kind of go where you want, but you sort of... Once you've gone there, it is yeah. almost a bit more corridor, a bit linear. Absolutely, And you come yeah. back to the open world stuff, yeah. Yeah, but I'd say God of War does it much better in the fact that it's okay. much more dynamic and, like, how to get there, and it's, like, you know, the different water levels and stuff like that. Like, places used to be, um, like, you can't get to there, and then you change the yeah. water levels, and it's like, yeah, I can get there now, and stuff like that. It's a does bit anyone more... in Gears go, boy? Boy. No, not even them. Um, uh. uh, Phoenix, Marcus four out of Phoenix. five. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> but uh, it, it, but uh, just doing like the side missions, I, I was happy to do them all because I knew it was like, okay, even though I know what's, you know, we're just going to be funneled through through this, get off the skiff, funnel through this place, and then fight a bunch of enemies. Every single encounter in that game is fun. It's nice. so much fun. It's it's right. it's probably the best third person shooter. Um, that's been made like Gears just ha had that it's attained it all these years and it's still doing that yeah um, yeah it's always it always has always sat with that kind of mm -hmm. uh, over it you know mechanically mm -hmm. it is always said that Gears has been the best third person shooter nothing uh, feels that, better that you can play mm -hmm. like yeah yeah it's just so I much I never fun. got into it but I only played a bit of the Gears 1 remaster on the Xbox okay. like a couple months before I gave up on yeah. using the Xbox. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, Gears 3 is still the best one for me. But, you know, these ones f feel great. It's it's such a good-looking game as well. It's mm. one of the prettiest um, that I've played on Xbox, certainly. Maybe, you know, stuff like going back to God of War, they are G-O-Ws. Um... God of War, uh, yeah. They're, they're going for they're going for both realistic, but yeah, that seems better. But like, I liked. I'm not going to ruin the story, but like, they kind of Wolfenstein the story, so it's like Nazis oh, everywhere. Yes, <laughs> Nazi locusts. <laughs> uh, but it's like, oh, we made a big like, de you know, decision in this game, which will probably affect, uh, you know, the completely affect like the narrative in other games mm. um, going forward so I'm interested to see how they tackle that um, but yeah it's, it was nice seeing them trying to take a risk you know um, yep. maybe the comfort of this being in Game Pass and getting more eyes on it and it's like yeah you know we'll get the money from yeah, subscriptions yeah it's, it's like it's crazy because I would have well bought this for like mm. £60 anyway yeah, so. I mean it seems like the standard strategy of flagship game even a couple months later putting it on the free yeah. surface to get more churn but mm -hmm. it's very strange to think um, doing that right away mm, it's crazy. not getting 
Yeah, and I guess they're hoping people will subscribe to Games Pass instead, and it's a reasonable trade-off to hopefully yeah, hook people. Abso- in the absolutely, long that's 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 inevitably what will happen. Um, yeah. Especially for, I mean, it's got single player and multiplayer, and like all the multiplayer suites are like in Game Pass, and like I think you can like just like DLC lights you can play Sarah Connor in the multiplayer. It's just well, like the Terminator yeah. thing as well, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Probably. I don't know. I'm not gonna play the multiplayer. I've never liked kids multiplayer. Even though it's a very I, I don't like third person multiplayer games. Um mm. so I'm not gonna play Horde, I'm not gonna play uh whatever else is in there. I just love the single player campaigns. Um yeah it's really good. Really I, recommend it, especially if you got Game Pass, like Come on, yeah. just, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Just, Where does mm. this... Um, uh, is this the middle entry of a new trilogy? I would that, assume that started so. with four? Yeah, I, I'd assume like the next one is probably going to be... Because the story on this one is, is sort of like... Harking back to Wolfenstein, like Wolfenstein, the new Colossus. Um, the second mm. one. Where it's like, yeah. didn't expect that to end there, you know? Yeah. But they're clearly setting up for a third... What looks like to be a third and final chapter, so... Um, yeah, I'm not really interested in the story that much. Like, uh, sure. some people are, like really into it. I'm like, okay, whatever. I just want to shoot locusts and it feels good. I, I, I do like. I'm not. It's not like I'm not like. It's, it's not like I'm skipping cutscenes, but it's like the story is not the main draw for me. But I do enjoy mm. the story. Like some of it was, you know, some of it was quite emotional. And it was like, oh, okay, but um. It, in terms of like where the overall narrative goes, it's not like I'm like champing at the bit to play the next game, which is inevitably going to come in like three years anyway. So yeah, it's like, yeah. Um, I was just like, oh, that that ended a bit, you know, abruptly. But oh well, cool. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's a really good game. Nice, nice, good, good. And I, I you know, uh, I would imagine with. Um, with Xbox launching the next console in, in mm. you know, holiday 2020, as it's been touted, and Halo being a, a launch game that actually a Gears game won't be that far away, really. You'd, you'd expect that, you know, Gears is a sort of, it is kind of like, I mean, a system seller is kind of a, a bit of a bum term now, especially mm. with kind of day and date, um, you know, Games Pass kind of games. Um, but a Gears kind of game you would think that people kind of jump on quite quickly mm-hmm. and they want to get something out within the first kind of 18 months of uh, of a new console kind of being out so I know we're, we're still yeah. kind of you know 14 15 months away from from a new console so actually that's still kind of two and a half ish years um, to, to to put something out, and I, yeah. okay. new tech might push something a little bit further yeah. away, but because yeah, this is the second gears of this generation. Mm. It, it just doesn't seem it like it, in the in the they seem to come and go like gears games. It's like, but it's it, it, they are a tentpole franchise. You just never think it because I'm sure, like on Xbox 360, like Gears outsold like Uncharted, like by tenfold. You know, yeah, I would imagine (laughs) so. so. It's like it's just I don't know. Maybe the Gears like community is they just love Gears. They play the multiplayer and then just never hear from them again because they're still playing multiplayer for five years. It's just (laughs) um, it's just one of those things. 
it, it, even I thought like the last Gears came out I think in 2016 or something like that and it, I was like I don't know was it 2015 I can't remember but it was like I felt hmm, do I need a new Gears game but it's like when you start playing it it's like yes I needed a new Gears game because they're so good I, I don't know it's just one of the I think they're under not maybe not underappreciated but like undersold you know like just yeah we should emphasize that these are the best third person shooters like and they still are and they've been doing that for over a decade now so but yeah, so very good saying that i mm. thought i'd try and find the numbers for mm-hmm. um for sales for gears yeah because I would have absolutely said that Gears has outsold Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Um, this was posted... Oh, no. When was this actually posted? It doesn't tell me. Mm. Oh, oh I needed I need an actual date. <laughs> just say oh, it anyway. that doesn't. We'll just guess the date. That doesn't help. By the writing. <laughs> no. Um, it says that Gears... Um, Gears of War by the numbers. 1 billion gross revenue. 45 million unique users... 27 million copies sold as a franchise overall as a franchise overall right i mean okay, that probably that won't include 5 i mm. don't know if this includes 4 but the post after it gives no information uh, and just says oh so uncharted outsold gears of war a bit of a surprising fact really that's and really i got no more facts i got no more fa- i got no actual facts yeah <laughs> I've got that's, nothing, that's nothing really past surprising. that random post uh, that I've sort of seen. Um, there's, there's, there's. Uh, Microsoft are a little bit. Um, they, they hold back their sales figures. Oh no! This generation, things, they have. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Things like Game Pass and stuff do. Yeah, yeah they're like obviously it, it makes it a little bit users. more. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, you yeah. can't have kind of like revenue anymore versus concurrent users mm-hmm. versus uh, download you know the, the amount of unique users who have downloaded it uh, those sorts of numbers are, are kind of more what you're what you're looking for really um, so it's it's hard to actually mm. find yeah. I'd love to some s- kind of number a, yeah from a reputable source what those two franchises look like together because yeah they are like and, Single player, you know, they've both got multiplayer, but like, here's a single player focused, like, tentpole seller, like, system seller. But yeah. They're the um, poster boys of the um, each console, so. Mm, I mean, absolutely. And mm. um, so, a, an article in the MVC, uh, which I think is from September this year, must have been um, just after mm-hmm. um, Gears came out does say that despite Borderlands 3 outgunning Gears 5 at retail, Gearbox sequel has outsold the Coalition's second Gears game by more than four times, albeit across all platforms. Gears 5 has reportedly set new records, giving it free rollout to Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Pass. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers. Uh, thanks to the incredible support from our fans, Gears 5 attracted over 3 million players in its opening weekend. And set new records for Xbox Game Pass mm. with the biggest launch week of any Xbox Game Studio title this generation, and that's from an Xbox uh, press that, release. Like when you, I mean, those are impressive numbers. Yeah. Um, like, but it is—it's just such a apples to oranges. It's like 
yeah, this is such a low barrier of entry, like signing up for £5 versus going to buy a £60 game. So, yeah, because when you hear, like, you know, GTA sold a million (laughs) in its first day, and that's, like, incredible. (laughs) Like, three million opening weekend, that's, like, that's pretty damn good as well. Yeah, absolutely. Staggering numbers, but it's, like, is it the same, like... How many of those people would have converted into like actual like you know users and purchases from like a you know brick and mortar store? So yeah, completely. It's all about kind of it is all about those numbers. It's all about you know Microsoft understanding that yes, Games Pass is a is is a fantastic service, but where is that balance? Like, what are we yeah. kind of you know what what loss do we have by offering this and people being able you know. How much have you actually yeah. spent, Lucy, on Games Pass? Not a lot. Because um, I know you you managed to blag like you know a pound here and yeah, a pound there. Yeah, like. I always used to do the pound thing, and it's like now I've got it until March twenty twenty one, and I probably paid like overall like an extra thirty pounds on top. Of yeah, right. so so it's like yeah, but it's like me i'm a you know heavy xbox user there are people who mm. probably never even turned it on this generation for good reason and then suddenly now they're giving xbox them they've done the numbers that they're they're, they're fine they're earning bank they're fine <laughs> they're like this is even more money bill gates is a happy man so <laughs> it's fine <laughs> but i think that's that's why microsoft can do this as well because they're making enough money in other areas mm. they can kind of even if games pass doesn't give them a loss as such, but if it even breaks even, they're okay. It's more than breaking even. You hear all the time that people are playing more games, buying more games on Xbox because of that. They've just got an upswing, and this is, you know, this is, this will have a lot of mind share. Yeah. And you know, in terms of subscription um, things. Mm. Um, Speaking just, of, just to compare it, hang on, yes. sorry, just okay. just to compare <laughs> it back quickly back with mm. Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncharted 4 sold over 2.7 million units within the first seven days of release. Yeah, yeah. So Gears up on that just a little bit. So Gears 5 at least up on that just a little bit. Yeah. Three weeks after release, the game had grossed a bit of money in digital sales, and by December 2016, the game had sold 8.7 million. By May 2019, which is the last uh, date on here, uh, the game had sold 15 million copies. Oof. It's, I think it's just like because I'm remembering like when Xbox and PlayStation, even and PlayStation like last generation, would release figures. It was just you know diminutive compared to those numbers. But I think it's just like so many more people are playing games now. Absolutely, and that's why it probably seems like a lot more. But it's like comparatively, it's like yeah. that's probably still. Mm. What ten percent of the units are based of like PlayStation? Is and it's, it, this is exact, and that's the thing. Like mm. this is something that we talked about before. You know, like unit sales and stuff. And I remember we talked about Horizon um, and the, kind of like that unit sales. And so, just a, as a very very quick comparison, again, mm-hmm. Horizon is a third person sort of shooter ish. Mm-hmm. Um, Horizon, as of this is a, an article from February two thousand nineteen. As of that time, it has sold over 10 million copies. Mm-hmm. Doesn't give me an exact figure. That might be 10 million 200, or I would yeah. imagine if they say, if it was over 11 million, they'd have said mm-hmm. over 11 million. But yeah, 
um, hit, hit the the two million at uh, the ten million sorry mark after two years. So uh, even then, we're talking That's about ten percent, ten percent of like the install base. Yeah. So it'd be interesting if Microsoft do put out some updated figures to say Gears Five has you know okay it hasn't sold this many, mm-hmm. but we have had this many players yeah. and um, possibly. Where, yeah, whether that would have equated to that many sales, whether people have gone, I'm not really a Gears fan, but yeah, sure, I've got Game Pass, I will play it, I'll download it and see. You know, mm. I, I can't see Game Pass going anywhere for a long time, but at some point Microsoft got to be thinking, okay, yeah, we, we need to kind of uh, you know see what we're doing with this, and and we, we've got a fantastic offering, what can it do for yeah, us. Convert those people into like now they're buying not their third first party titles, but these mm-hmm. new like the division three Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands Breakpoint Origins 46. Odyssey twenty five <laughs> and all this. Yeah, that's probably what the, the end game is getting the numbers up on those third party games. But um, yeah, yes. Anyway, speaking of subscription mm. services, I bought a new iPad to play Apple Arcade. <gasps> it's been treating yeah. me very well. Yeah, it's so good. Speaking of value, it it's really good. Like five. Yeah. I mean, I'm still on my free trial, my month free trial, but five pound a month is an absolute steal for games that are. You know, games that would be coming to and have come to like other platforms, like Sayonara Wild Hearts. Mm. This is on PS4. Man, that's free on Apple Arcade. Yes. Yeah. It's so good. Fuck. It's really oh, good. Apple Arcade, they they like swept up all the small mm. tiny games that you can play on yeah. these devices. Yeah. like the first time I saw that game, I was like, I have no idea what this is, but this looks cool. Yeah, and then I saw it was from Simogo, who have made like Device Six, Year Walk, um, really good pedigree on mobile. I was like, oh, because I think it was first announced for like Switch, and I was like, this looks cool. But yeah, that's mm. a that's a cool game. It's like a I wouldn't say it's a rhythm game as such. It's it's sort of like a musical, audio visual experience where. You're playing as this this girl who's going against these like astrological humans that are like the <laughs> interpretations of the astrological like signs and then you're like on bikes and sometimes you're on a skateboard and then on a <laughs> on a stag just running and it's it's weird. A stag? Yeah, on like a I'm, I'm like a deer I'm just running sold, yeah I'm it, it, it's just, and it's got the music isn't like something I'd probably listen to but it's like it, it just works so well with like all these crazy things happening on screen and I played on iPad it's a new iPad so this is probably why it ran pretty well but I yeah. connected the controller seamless you know just bluetooth easy as you go and it's just like because I probably won't want to play for like a touchscreen on this because it's a, such a like visual experience. Wouldn't want my finger like swiping over the screen and missing some of the action. Mm. So um, controller is probably the way to go with this. But um, you can connect to Xbox or PlayStation. I need an Xbox obviously because it's better. But um, yeah, it's it's just 
it's weird but it's an experience it's about an hour and a half as well you go through like these different tracks and then you it just like sort of turns into like space harrier and then there's like almost an undertale boss like level and it's like it's, it's just <laughs> weird and the animation's great it's beautiful like it's it's seamless how it transfers into oh you're doing um uh what are they called QTEs for like combat yeah. and then yeah. then you're moving from side to side di- different lanes um collecting like these hearts which add to your score and it's I'm terrible at this game so I only got one gold ranking out of like the 20 levels <laughs> and it's and Queen Latifah narrates it and she says like silver really? ranking yeah it's Queen Latifah <laughs> like I, I don't know what this game is or where it came from or <laughs> someone had a vision and they executed perfectly on it basically they were like oh, I have it's this published by Annapurna yeah I have these psychedelic neon dreams about these fighting biker gangs to like the astrological signs and getting swords out and then <laughs> bikes and then going on skateboards <laughs> floating through the sky. <laughs> And then they just they just did it, and it's like this works so well. Can't say what it is. There's no genre for this game, but mm. it's really good. Nice, nice. Really, um, talking about like the price of Apple Arcade, mm-hmm. um, it is on PlayStation nine pound fifty. Oh, there you go. I've earned my money back by nine pounds. It's still a free trial, but even if I'd pay five pounds, I've earned it back double fold. Yeah, it's really good. It's a really good game. Um, what else have I played on there? I've played What the Golf, which is... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I'm jealous of that game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you played it at EG... We, you, you were at last EGX. I haven't been on EGX since the time I got knocked out. Yeah, so it's been a while, but it was at EGX. <laughs> it, it was at EGX last year, and it's just... Um, it's a physics-based, in inverted commas, golf game. It's, it, it's, mm. it's golf, but it's like you're just flicking... Whatever you're shooting, it can be. It could be a golf ball. It could be the golf, like the wedge itself. It could be you're flicking the hole. You could be flicking the golfer. You could be flicking a soccer ball. It's it, it just it subverts completely the concept of a golf game. Um, immediately you just put into it, and it's like, um, oh, okay, I'm playing golf. Got to get par or something like that, and then it just completely switches. It up. It's like okay, now I'm flicking and I'm actually hitting the golfer into the hole. It's like oh, nice. now <laughs> I'm hitting a soccer ball into a goal and stuff like that. It, it and and it seems like it would just be a gimmick. Um, mm. When I played at EGX, I really enjoyed it. Like I only got to play like a set number of levels, but this it, I never expected it. But it goes into like a like overworld, and you're like figuring out puzzles in this overworld to get to the new levels and then all these different sections they keep expanding on it they keep surprising you they keep throwing new mechanics at you it's just surprising all the way through it took me about five hours to complete um, okay and i never stopped laughing never stopped being surprised by it nice. they they it's not like like let's say um like guacamelee where they're referencing different games or something like that mm. and it's just like a reference and it's just like a hollow joke this game not only references other games but they use mechanics from other games 
and it's oh, not wow. in like a cheap gimmicky way. It's in an interesting, not just a homage, but an appreciation, and then just yeah. a complete new reinterpretation of that mechanic in that game. Like there's a whole like world de- dedicated to like super hot levels. So it's like when you're flicking Sweet. the button. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's amazing. Yeah, and it's like when you're and and like portal and stuff like. I won't say any more to, you know, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but it's like, okay, when you're flicking the ball, the ball only you know time only moves when the ball moves and stuff like that, and it just works really well. Nice. And each level has like two, you know, two extra levels, like two extra difficulty levels. Um, so to complete the game 100% you have to complete you know three levels per like different idea and like every level is like a new and different idea Mm. and then like some of the extra levels can be like oh you have to do it you know under par or something like within three shots or it could be something completely different something completely different to that mechanic involving that mechanic so it's just like so many levels there's so many different ideas floating about I don't know how who made this game was it like a hundred people who just had a hundred different ideas it's like to keep something that you know something like that like all centered around like you just flicking your finger it's just like I didn't need a control to play this it's just like touch screen just to keep evolving that mechanic and evolving evolving that ideas in new fresh interesting and funny ways the mm. breadth of the input, yeah. Seeing what you could do with it, yeah. For five hours, and it never got, never got bored, never got tiring. And I didn't get some like, you know, didn't complete a hundred percent. I think I completed about eighty percent, because some of those other levels get really hard. Disappointment. Yeah, it, it's it's great. I I want to yeah. say more, but I shouldn't just in case yeah, yeah, yeah. you lot That's play fair. it. Like, I mean, it's not on Android yet, as mm. far as I know. No, yeah, I just I just had a look. Yeah. It's not there. Yeah, because some I mean, of these I, things I've are been, exclusive. I've been about it, yeah, uh, on various parts of the internet, and I've been like, oh, I want to play this game. Is it is it anywhere else? I think it might be on Epic, but I definitely recommend playing it with like a touch screen. It's on Steam, and I oh, have it on, it on my wish list. But I also I think it might have come don't out. Don't want to play yeah. it on a computer. No, this is like you need like, to play this on a touch interface. Oh, and also it's not out until twenty twenty. It's just. On Steam as a like, I think it maybe it's is that a Epic exclusive? I can't remember. That's alright. I can I can have a very very quick look as long as my machine doesn't explode as I'm opening up Epic. It's already open. Just fucking (laughs) open. I mean, I I have my laptop beside me, so that maybe. But I think those two are the highlights. I'll just quickly run through. Cool. That's very good. I I mean, but even then, for for as a free trial. Mm Or, or for five pounds, like yeah. you must spend more than five pounds a month on games. I would have, yeah, I would have bought all these games full price yeah. regardless. So yeah, it's fifteen ninety nine on Epic. Yeah, but it is out and yeah. available. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. I'll I'll just quickly. I play something called the Get Out Kids. Uh, it wasn't. It was like a very strange, um, like isometric, like diorama point and click game. Um, mm. weird narrative, it didn't really make sense it's like, this should be for kids, but some of this stuff seems like borderline offensive that you're talking about, so maybe it's not for <laughs> okay. um, I played something called Tint which is a like uh, colour based um, puzzle game, it also has a mm. colour blind mode, which is cool, but it's like nice. okay um, here's 
a we need to make this thing green is blue and yellow you draw a line blue and yellow go over there but sometimes they put like oh you can't put you know you you move the blue through this yellow streak and then it makes green and then right. here's this other obstacle and it's like very cool chilled out 50 levels I think more are coming like color based puzzle game mm. I, I, it's, it's great because it's like was it Tuesday? I was just listening to a podcast. I was just listening More to like the Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> um, that's a good one. I was listening <laughs> to a podcast and I was like, "Oh, I'm just listening to a podcast. I feel like playing a game, something that's like low impact, can just don't have to concentrate too much. Just fired up Apple Arcade, and I was just like, "Oh, someone said Tint was good. Just fired up Tint, right. completed it before nice. the podcast was over, and it's like could just." try it out for the low cost of nothing or five pounds a month um the last one i played was pilgrims um it came out was it on sunday or at least i saw it on sunday because i was like oh what's this game it just dropped on apple arcade and i was like oh it's from amanita design like some one of my favorite developers like yeah. they made um machinarium and the samaros games and stuff like that they make really good you know, point-and-click adventures and stuff like that. I was like, oh, this just dropped. Started playing it, completed it that day. It's about an hour and a half. Really cool, like... Um, it's like a, it's like a traditional point-and-click game, but instead of, like, items in your inventory, you're getting, like, cards. Okay. And it's like, oh, these cards can be played at any time, so, like, you're getting a card for, like, I don't know, a a like bucket a, a, like a pail it's like mm. oh I could use this bucket give it to this person there'll be an animation it's like oh yes you use this bucket correctly or they threw it back at you or I take out this um, card and it's a pail and it's like oh I put it on this screen it's like oh yes they, they fill it full of water go to the next screen and there's like a campfire put the pail there and it's like oh yes you start cooking that water and stuff like that but it's it's like a traditional point-and-click adventure game, but it's a slight twist on it where you get like a deck of cards. It's like slight twist to it, but it's doing the same things. But mm. yeah, it was a pleasant experience. About an hour and a half, in fact, probably something about forty-five minutes. But I kept on playing because you can see like different, you can get different achievements and stuff like that. Because Game Center's back apparently nice. um, on Apple. But yeah, it's such good value. Nice, Just be like, good. oh, this dropped. I'll play that. Why yeah. not? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think this, I mean, the subscription service thing is starting to die in, um, or at least it's hitting problems in like movie TV show land because mm. everyone wants a piece of it. But we're, it's pretty nascent in gaming, so I think mm. this yeah. is the time to do things like PlayStation now or Apple Arcade because it, also we've never had that strong. Line from um, studio to customer that yeah. you have in movies and TV shows, so it might be that these the studios just don't have the ability to then try and make their own version yeah. of the service. So I yeah, think yeah, yeah. It might, I think I think gaming is going to have this golden age of one or two really strong streaming services, and that's it. Yeah, in a way that like movies and TV shows, because of capitalism and just the ability of companies to invert this are now now we're like losing that golden age 
of streaming and getting to a place where now it's all bifurcated. And if you mm. like yeah. three shows which happen to be on three different studios or companies, you need three different stu- streaming services. Yeah. Mm. I, I think we probably yeah. will dodge that on the streaming level for a while in video games. Well, there's so many limited platforms, to be honest. Like, yes, there's Google Stadia out there, but it's like Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo. And they're not going to want to splinter their audience, be like saying, okay, here's PlayStation Now, here's PlayStation Now Plus, here's PlayStation yeah. Yesterday, PlayStation Tomorrow, yeah. PlayStation Soon. Versus, yeah, versus yeah. a web browser is a web browser is a web browser. Yeah. yeah. It'll just be PlayStation. Plus, and that will yeah, come with PlayStation Yeah, because now, we sort of have a bifurcated mm. market on yeah. platform. Mm. Or bifurcated, I mean split, obviously. It's yeah. not just two. Because I know what buy Because I think that's what, yeah, that's what Xbox have tried to do. Game Pass Ultimate. I I think that's just games... Like, Game Pass, as well as games... What is it? Xbox Live Gold. I think that's yes. what it is. Yeah. Just, I don't know why it's... They'll just call it Xbox Ultimate, I'm sure, yeah. at some point. Mm. But yes, very good. I, I, I'm good. currently playing something called Tangle Tower, which is cool as well. Like nice, a mystery nice. adventure game. Yeah. So, I don't have a segue to move into to Adol's uh, topic this week, unless it's about subscription services. It's not. Well, okay. it kind of is. It's about a game. Mm? What? No. That we both no. played... Oh no! To our subscription <laughs> to PlayStation Plus. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Adil played a game." I was yeah, so excited, I was like, and I was like, oh, you, "You should have predicted no. this was my topic." <laughs> it's uh, so Ben and I last Saturday night both down- downloaded MLB nineteen the show, <laughs> um, and tried to figure the fuck out of that game when <laughs> I kind of knew the rules of baseball and Ben did not know the rules of baseball and neither of us have ever played an MLB game let alone an MLB The Show game. Yeah, absolutely. The last baseball game I played on any platform was baseball on the <laughs> NES. Super Mega Baseball though. Nope, Arca- didn't play that one. Uh, Just baseball on the NES. I think that's an arcade like indie game. That was alright. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm trying to think of baseball players and their names on games, but I've got no Babe idea. I don't Ruth? know any fucking baseball players. Uh, was Babe Ruth uh, baseball? Mm. Yeah? yeah. The Madden of Why Baseball not? baseball game. Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> Everyone who was no, in that Daryl Simpsons. Daryl Strawberry is a Everyone who was in that Simpsons. No, he's a baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone who was um, in that Simpsons. Wait, 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 uh, What's the song? <laughs> Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. They had that big um, home run showed off in the late 2000s, early 90s. Or late 90s, early 2000s. What is it? Softball? No. Um, Let me get the lyrics. They play baseball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the UK's biggest exposure to baseball. Yeah, absolutely. This, slop, this sloppy section is exactly the... <laughs> idea of sloppiness we had. I mean yeah this this does this this mimics perfectly well how we played and we uh, weren't drunk we just didn't know the fuck was going off, on um, so we did stream it on twitch which is twitch.tv slash out of lives network yeah you're talking so Ken Griffey's grotesque world in Ken Griffey Jr. Steve there we go. Oh. is running with the law. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking. Oh. 
<laughs> What's the guy with? Ozzy in the show. He's got sideburns, and Mr. Burns is like, shave off those sideburns. <laughs> and he's like, he's shaved as much as he possibly can. <laughs> and he keeps telling him to shave off his sideburns. <laughs> Ozzy <laughs> and the stroll. <laughs> I mean, this is this is exactly how the stream went. It was yeah, just uh, Jack. Except I was laughing more frustration. Well, um, so I, I say, watched some of it, and I, was, I said to you, like, it was like the technical issues were more interesting than the game. And by technical issues, do you mean us not knowing what the fuck we were doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think by the end of it, we figured out how pitching works and how batting might work if you pitched to not fuck with the person. Yeah. Like we, like we learned enough about pitching to be like, if I wanted it to make this pitch work down the middle, this is what I would do. And I learned, but Ben did not, how to hit those hits. But also functionally... If we both didn't do that thing, the one thing we learned, mm. we would strike out the other person more confidently. <laughs> so, like, the entire learning progress was not useful, except to make it more likely that your opponent is going to score. Absolutely. Um, I think we had maybe five runs between us over <laughs> over know, three games. Had, like, nine. Okay. Uh, so you had three or four in your first one. I had four and one or three and one. Mm. And then there, I think there was a couple in the last one. I can't remember. It, um, isn't baseball like NFL and it takes like seven hours to play like oh, one game? Baseball's way worse than NFL. Oh, no. So, Those Americans the premise, love their longer... I know they're just getting <laughs> drunk and eating hot dogs, but well, like, so, come so, on, that's even too much. Baseball's <laughs> special, right? Because baseball is America's pastime. And you'll notice that doesn't mm. mean it's described as a sport. <laughs> <laughs> America's and, hobby. But like, like if, if we actually planned our pitches and, and, and swings correctly, it would have been so much longer because each person can get... If it's not within the strike zone, i.e. where the catcher's mid is, it's a ball. Four balls, and the person walks to the base as if they had hit. If it is in the strike zone, you get three of those. So potentially, every batter can have seven pitches. And then each inning is three outs per side. Yes. So that's 42 potential pitches per inning and nine innings. My only concept of baseball <laughs> is that Simpsons episode, yeah. Recess and South yeah. Park. So I have no um, idea what you're but so I will say um, I had no idea yeah there, there might have been a tutorial that might have might helped have but been. it was just mm. actually like real complicated mm. like there was a lot going on there like push triangle to pick your pitch yeah. and then it just gave you this like thing that you're like can I use a stick to move the yeah. ball well yeah but then it just the thing I'm looking at disappears and I don't know if I'm throwing like seven feet to the left mm -hmm. Or in the zone, like there's a lot of cues that just to, there's a lot of things that yeah. didn't have good visual cues and feedback. Yeah. I think that's um like quite a good point to like these games because like who makes is it Sony San Diego who makes these yes games and yes. they churn them out not churn them out in a bad way but it's like 
such a short dev cycle and they do a good job yeah, every yeah, time. Yeah, it's a yearly it's like cycle, yeah. Yeah, and they're like really rated highly. And that's because like people who like baseball and know baseball, and like us who are just completely ignorant to it, it works well as a simulation and just as a game. But um, mm. it's like how I felt like um, about... There was a 2011 World Cup rugby game, and uh, I really liked it. I, I, rugby games are notoriously bad, but I found that that was actually a decent one. But it's like, if someone didn't know how to play rugby or know the rules of it, I don't know if it did a world good job like tutorialising it, because I played it with other people. And I'm just like, throw it to the blind side. And they're like, what is the blind side? <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> you know, where I used to play it with other people. And it's like, they would have no idea. And I don't know if it would have tutorialized that. Mm. Teaching the game of rugby is hard enough, let alone in a video game. So yeah. it's like, maybe that's the same with this game. It's very good for people who know baseball. but for Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, I, I would so think newcomers. Mm. Yeah. So a few things. I mean, obviously I want to talk about how we were just rubbish and... I actually think our Twitch channel might have the fucking two and a half hour non-editing garbage <laughs> stream that we did there. So if you want to fast forward to some interesting parts, there might be a couple. Um, but like, so I want I did want to talk about this initial like how easy it is to pick up. Not even if I knew baseball, which like I, my last partner. Uh, played softball all her life, and uh, when we lived in Halifax, we played. Softball, I, I joined the team after a season, so I know the rudimentary, like softball mm-hmm. and baseball, the pitching style is different, but the basic moves are the same. And so, but even then, it was like, what the fuck's going on with this game? <laughs> um, and so, like I said, some of the things were like, uh, so on the batting side, it says, guess the pitch. And you push a button, and it reveals you a menu, and you pick one of the four face buttons and say, I think it's one, one of these... Are, so the pitcher has either four or five pitches, and they push a button to do that. And then when you hit the guess button, you get the same sort of button layout saying, which pitch do I think they're doing? And then if that is the case, the ball will flash on the way so you can read it better instead of just a white thing coming towards you. Mm. Um, of course, I'm really terrible. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's a white thing. It flashes. It's clearly not coming towards me. I'm still hitting swing. I'm ad bad at that game objectively. But... Uh, <laughs> But it, um, it has no confirmation that you've done that. Right. No and if you let go, so it's hold right trigger, R2, and then it gives you the menu, you push a button. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and the menu doesn't go away until you let go of R2. So yeah. you have no idea whether it's con- like the button press worked. Yeah. But also, if you hit the right trigger and then let go of it for any reason before pushing a button... You can no longer hit R two again. Yeah, to yeah. You just lost to, your yeah. your chance to do that. But because of these two facts together, you're like R two triangle. Let go of both. Oh shit! Did it register triangle? Who the fuck knows? Because it's not telling me which one I've guessed. <laughs> fuck that! Why would we have a responsive and informative UI? <laughs> Jokes on you. And then the the pitch comes to you, and you're like. Okay, I don't know if that was a fastball or not. I don't know if I I fucked up guessing, and so I didn't get the flashing ball, and it's a fastball, or it was a fastball, and I fucked up inputting. But also, we know if I'm playing Ben, he's probably not going to do two fastballs in a row, so I should guess a different ball. Except I don't know if my guess on the fastball worked, so I don't fucking know anything that happened. 
Like it's it's a terrible, terrible. It was one. very, very random. Mm. Everything and felt then, super random all yeah. the time. And then the on the pitching side, you get the like square, which is like the mitt of of the catcher, and you sort of have this hovering outline of a ball. Mm. But then you use the left trigger, and it starts vibrating to tell you you're moving it. But if you're out of sometimes on certain pitches, you're out of the frame, and suddenly. From a red trace line of the ball, like a two lines tracing to an icon of a ball, signifying pre- presumably the path. Mm-hmm. But then, if I pull it out of frame on certain pitches, it turns blue, which seems to suggest I should be aiming that way. Mm. But also, after a couple of seconds, that all disappears, but the stick still has vibrational input. <laughs> yeah. So then you're like, Oh, maybe I don't want to be in zone, so I can drag it back and the vibration's going better, but also I have no idea where I've put the ball now. Like, it's just, it's asinine. It was really hard. The reason why we griped so much about, is this working? Am I pitching right? What does it mean to pitch? Is because the visual cues aren't there, but also the things that are there don't last. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck is going on? You need to put it on baby-ass baby mode. Yeah. So, so the last yeah. thing is, um, we went into default exhibition mode. Right. We just used the default um, options and flags. Mm-hmm. And I know a little bit about baseball, and I was consistently confused about how fast innings were going. Because <laughs> I'm like, I Slowly. swear, I you pitched once or twice, and suddenly have been struck out, and that's actually impossible. Two pitches can never throw someone out unless. You hit the ball and it's caught. Strike. I know they say that. Because it needs to be three strikes, you're out. That's the rule. If I hit the ball and it's caught in the air, I'm immediately out. If I don't, I get three chances. And it turns out one of the stupid options as default is like for quick play or something. And I guess it just assumes you're playing so badly that guy, like, you get two, <laughs> two strikes on a strike. Like, it made no sense. It just suddenly, like, yeah, I guess he's out. Oh, it was three strikes. You're like, he threw it once or twice. Like, fuck you. Yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't work out whether it was, it was charting things as, like, cumulative and taking, like, oh, that person had two strikes previously, but someone else was run out. So that was your third out. So actually, he's still got one ball. He's still got but one like, strike left. The those, next time he comes are... up to bat, and you struck him out, so he's gone on like ball number one. Like we couldn't couldn't work <sighs> out if that was the case versus the game just fast forwarding and deciding for us. Like yeah, <laughs> but I did. No I idea. can't remember the flag. But on our last game, I was like, I'm flipping this flag, and suddenly we're getting fucking three strikes or four balls. And I'm like, I mean, okay, now I can at least understand what's going on in an inning. But when you're trying to grapple with these this terrible UI, mm. and you're like, I vaguely know that the rules of baseball, and then you're like, well, actually, that guy's out. You're like, wait, what? And then you're like, wait, the inning's <laughs> over. Like, you threw like Ben throws me like four to five pitches, and suddenly the entire inning's over. I'm like, that's impossible by the rules. How am I done playing right now? And he and Ben's like, I don't know. Maybe it's cumulative. I'm like, that's not how the game works. I know this much about baseball. Why is it doing this? I'm maybe that's modern out. baseball. Oh, maybe yeah. they changed uh, but, it just for mulb the show. Yeah. But I mean, I I think it speaks to like you said, saying like the people who play these games are the ones who've played this for long enough. That like you don't even have to 
do good UI because yeah. they've had it for five years, so they know what that vibration on the left ninety percent of the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Be like, oh, I feel like playing a baseball game today. Let me go buy this new baseball but game. I do think, at the very least, on your default exhibition mode, you should default to the standard rules, or at least <laughs> I can have something on your UI that says, "I'm assuming this guy struck out." But there's nothing. Yeah. This the announcer's like, "Oh, I guess he struck out," and you're like, "That was the second pitch." I really want someone to go to the archive and just overlay the Simpsons talking softball <laughs> song to your whole um, stream. I will say that, that when we were struggling <laughs> to figure out the, the uh, figure out the rules, <laughs> um, the it was super. It, the the announcers got so goddamn annoying. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> like, they did. Yeah, they really did. Like cussing you out on like, oh, that guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's yeah, swinging at anything. Just it's giving like, a I'm, shit. Like, oh, he's rubbish. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Thanks. But also, it's like, well, I guess he struck out there. I'm like, I didn't fucking struck out. Like, you, you, you saying it has made me strike strike out. I only swung twice. Anyway, MLB the Show 19. You were playing the fuck it on New Game Plus. Where's that? <laughs> <laughs> it assumes we played 16, 17, 18, and now 19. So yeah. yeah. So at least Ness baseball. Gave you three strikes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you see the so games even if you have PS stuff. Plus, I would recommend not downloading this game or playing it. <laughs> and maybe just acknowledge that if you're a fan of baseball, you could be a fan of better things. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's rather, think, not wrong, that give. I think I'd rather watch NFL than baseball. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd yeah. much rather I'd much rather yeah. watch NFL than I would baseball. But then I'd, I'd rather watch rather, NBA. So, and I'd rather like watch suck on a car battery than watch any of those things. Wow, <laughs> thought I went for it. Like, what a good place to finish for this week. <laughs> Let's roll back around to the beers that we drank. Lucy, we started with you. So, uh, uh, what about the beers you drank? Did you like the, them? Uh, Randy Pitchford's uh, Bandit Brew. Uh, <laughs> That's a completely different drink. (laughs) I actually think that's that's the second line in a court case. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, they settled that. (laughs) That was okay. Um, It was nice. It was better than I thought it'd be. They they packed a lot of flavour into a two point eight percent beer, so fair enough to them. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It was light, but it, yeah, it had you know a bit of fruitiness, um, bit of resinousness to it. But um, mm. I mean, it was never going to compare to the double triangles from uh, Garage. Right. That was just a, you know standout double IPA, like fruity all the way through. Had a nice pininess to it. It was full. It was soft. It was it was everything that you want from a double IPA. Not too, mm. not too. Um, what's the word? Not too full, not too heavy, not just packed full of malt. It was very well balanced. Had the bitterness, had the fruit. You know, it was just good. It's nice. very good. But it's probably one of the best beers I've had. Well, it is certainly all week. So oh, I've been drinking it. Nice, good, and gin. Solid. But yeah, it's very good. Seek it out. Seek out any garage beer, and you'll be happy. Yeah, they're good. Mm, they're good. They're really good. Mm. 
That's my winner today. Double triangles. Excellent. Adol, how about you? Oh. Eh. Mm. Mm. Um, they're both reserved beers for what they're doing. Um, right. Which uh, we all know that I like really taste-forward beers, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. ones that do different things. And these are both like, from what you expect from a 10% double IPA or a five and a half a quarter percent five and a quarter five point four percent stout they're both a bit step back a little more a little more reserved and they also just are doing what they do in sort of one or two taste notes um, which is fine it's just sort of not what I generally seek out but I'm gonna say the edge is on the half acre beer yeah deep space I realized I think I said stars because I'm yes. real bad at reading these garbage letters <laughs> But that's an S, a P, an A, a C, and an E. That could I be spade. I kind of just made it up. I'm, I, but let me see how this could know? be like a T. Yeah, that could and be And then like spe- an R and an S. That looks like spade to me. Yeah, so, so the deep or spade, yeah. double IPA, <laughs> half acre. Um, I think the edge on that was there was some... Uh, I like that it didn't taste like 10%. Um, mm-hmm. I like that... like It's actually kind of hard to do that reservedly in the sense of one or two taste notes are not super strong. Uh, the resinous um, note and the creaminess were something I haven't seen or tasted before, sort of in tandem. And yeah. again, it, although there were only a couple things going on, it just had it, it just sort of gripped me a little more. I didn't finish it before I started the dig. Ain't much happening in the Westwood Midlands Stout. And then when I switched back, I was like, yeah, I like this a little more. Mm, that's fair. Uh, but I guess my biggest complaint on the Stout was. Yeah, again, I'm just I want I want a fucking taste forward stout, mm. and yeah. I get that that's just me. If you don't want that, then you'll probably be mm. really happy with this. But I just it just didn't do enough. It was mm. just too reserved for my taste. Yeah, you want a stout that blows yourself off. There's there's all or nothing with a stout, you know. Yeah, that's how I feel. That's fair. I that's fair. You in the face and, stout. And, and the high percentages I mean, are the only ones that do it for me. Uh, so for me, mm-hmm. I think it's my second beer. I think it's the Newer World IPA from Northern Monk. Uh, it's very similar to a New World IPA, which is a beer I really like. Uh, it is a little bit bigger. It gives you a, a bigger hit of similar sort of flavours, big sort of piney end, uh, nice bitterness to it. The It's Great Up North from Northern Monk was, was nice, um, a little bit easier. Still had that bitterness, uh, even for a lighter beer, and... I mean, I only cut through with that very lemony citrus note, mm-hmm. um, kind of sweeping in through that bitterness. But the New World IPA was definitely a bit more complex, I suppose. Mm. Um, gave me a little bit more. Was a big flavour. Yeah, it's a, you know a, a bigger beer as well, seven point four percent. So you kind of expect it, but it just it matches New World IPA quite well. And as you know, yes, not juicier, but it is bigger. Uh, and and that's nice on occasion, when you're sort of when you're happy to drink, you know, a similar beer every every week, um, in in something like a new world IPA to have something that mm-hmm. is giving you more, uh, is nice on occasion. Absolutely. So I think that just yeah. picks it for me this week. Mm-hmm. So if you want to talk to us about beers and games. Or anything that you like, you can get us all at Tanked Up Cast on Twitter or on Instagram. Adol, how do people talk to you? You can also email us at tankedupcast.gmail.com. No, 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 no
<laughs> you can talk to me at the Omniarch on all of the things except Twitch, where I'm the underscore Omniarch. But it seems like the only time I've streamed on Twitch is on Out of Lives Network. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, who shows is that guy to? But also, <laughs> if you noticed that I was not paying attention at a certain point, it's because I was figuring out how to change our YouTube channel to be youtube.com slash Out of Lives Network. Do. Which I, it now is. I thought Brilliant. you had frozen for a while, and I was like, no, you still No, it's just like, <laughs> just doing something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tech support being over a there. tech bro. <laughs> tech bro. <laughs> Hey, tech bro. Lucy. Hey. Yes. How do people talk to you? Lucy Luce 9. Everywhere. Xbox, PlayStation. Switch. Special account. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter. All those fun things. Nice. Sticking a few beers up on Untap still as well. No. I, oh, recently I started. Mm. But I'd been dormant on there for some time. Yeah. Still dormant on... Uh, Instagram. It, uh, it's a lot of work. Just have Xbox me on, and PlayStation on, and Steam. Just delete me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you drank in 2012. Yeah. yeah. Now and then, if it's like, I've probably put this garage beer on then because it's like, yes, I want to remember the good stuff. But so it's kind of like a curated, like, top, top of your pick. Yeah, because all I've thing. been drinking recently is Founders because there's no good beer where I am. <laughs> and Founders is the best, and you know. That's job. fair enough. That's why I've resorted to Prosecco and gin. Nice. That is fair sapphire. enough. Yeah. Good. Um, if you want to talk to me about anything, I'm at Nova underscore 47 almost everywhere. You can also go to outoflives.net to, uh, you know, look at other reviews, opinion pieces, articles, listen to other podcasts, watch various we haven't posted Thanks. the mob video up on the website I think I might have linked the Greedfall videos from a little while ago up on the site so you can go there to see lots also, of different this stuff. next act is off hiatus <gasps> oh, yeah. I mean it wasn't ever on hiatus but I the mean podcast the last was. episode that we published was March it wow was, was it really yeah no, it wasn't that long ago was it wow doesn't feel like it was that long ago at all. I know, yeah. It feels like, like July. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It was on high. It was definitely. Hello, months. I consider a month's break hiatus. Yeah. It's back. Yeah. I have Good. time. I'm doing things. So if you want some comedy, it's there. Yeah. It's on outoflives.net. It's on your podcast service of choice. As are we, go to your podcast service of choice and obviously rate us the highest rating possible and oh, say. Yeah. Please do rate Excellent. us. We haven't had ratings in a while. And I know stats wise. That you're out there, and it mm. does help us reach other people. We're pretty good. So please I do. think we are. Yeah, we're right. I think I think we're decent. Great. Uh, with that, we've been tanked up by. Tara. Tara. Ciao. 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 <laughs> www.outoflives.net.